Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. Digital Bits is a protocol layer blockchain focused on supporting consumer digital assets. This is inclusive of assets such as loyalty and reward points, branded NFTs, fan tokens, and notably branded stable coins. Find Digital Bits on Twitter at DigitalBitsORG. Digital Bits, making the future happen today. And welcome to the newest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto, and we have Lennox Lai from OKEX Exchange. Lennox, how are you doing today? Oh, it's uh, just another day in crypto. Uh, it's very busy, very fun. There are lots of exciting things and lots of challenge too. So I'm going to guess it's been a long day for you too. Yeah, yeah, a long <laughs> week already. <laughs> how, many, how many hours of sleep would you say you get a night? I would say for the last three to four years since the beginnings of OKEX, I slept on average five hours or less. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, we have to break into uh, in different time zone. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, physically exhausting, but rewarding. Mm -hmm. But it's good. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah. So let me ask you, so looking at your history, now you've been in not just crypto for a while, but you have a, a long history in the, the financial industry. Um, how did you first get into finance? Like, what, when did you first do that? Where did you, where did you start? Oh, I'm uh, born and raised in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong is a financial center, obviously, mm -hmm. in Asia. So, um, so practically everyone who graduated would be naturally go to the finance route. And, uh, and obviously you want to be the investment banker, research analyst, and for equity markets, stock markets. It's, it's just so natural. It's just, I think one third of the... Uh, actual full-time employment in Hong Kong might be kind of related to finance already. So uh, very natural for all the Hong Kong local speed finance. Well, so so going from finance to crypto, do you remember, and I always, I'm always interested because this to me is, you know, the first time that we all found out about crypto. Do you remember where you were, what you were doing when you were like, okay, what is this crypto thing and started learning about it? Yeah, at the beginning, so... I've been working and and create as LKEX from the very first day, like four years ago. Um, it was I as, as a matter of fact, I have a lot of doubts uh, mm -hmm. because uh, when we learn finance, we learn a lot of different kind of valuation model and economical model, but none of them would be applicable to Bitcoin. <laughs> this looked like just another scam to me and to order legacy financial guy like me um, but I think um, I love the technological aspect of blockchain because before I understand Bitcoin we in the equity market in the financial market we talk about hey how about we settle a financial transaction with blockchain that would save us a lot of costs so that's why why I come across with block the concept of blockchain first then I gradually understand that the, one of the greatest applications of blockchain is actually Bitcoin. And, and, and I'm I starting to learn how to appreciate 
are、uh, the creation of because of how beautiful of the mechanism is. So that's why we just just all the other all all the other ordinary guy we we start attracting by Bitcoin and crypto, then getting really involved, and we just love it for for the for this change of career. It might be look really risky. Uh, because you're 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 spending your career on look like a scam project, <laughs> but con back in time where Ethereum Ethereum look really scam to us. Uh, uh, what a, a universal open source computer it doesn't really work. <laughs> so, but 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 yeah, that's how it is. How a very exciting trip. So that, that something you bring up when we talk about risk. Um, I had this for a later question, but let me ask you this now.、Uh, risk management. When you see new traders getting into the space, um, you know,、yeah. and the people. Coming in now, right? We're starting to see more and more new people. What would you recommend for them if they said, "Hey, look, how do I handle risk management? How would you describe that in the best way for a new trader?" Yeah, I think,、uh, I think, yeah. As a classic financial practitioner, we are we worry about risk all the time. So risk means the the downside risk. So you、mm-hmm. always need to think about. So one of the actual a a a not very correct. Way for a trader thing is, hey, I place every trade right. That is the money I want to make. But normally, you're making a wrong decision. So the very first thing you need to think about is, when I place the trade, how much risk that I would like to take.、Uh, sure. How much? So, so you need to understand a comfortable level of downside risk they're going to take.、Uh, then you knew you would you would place the trade. And you need to, and you need to take a look of the historical volatility of each asset class. I mean, each crypto as well. So obviously, you need to suffer. For example, in 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 crypto market, you need to suffer、uh, maybe five percent、uh, of your portfolio risk in a relatively short period of time. Entire portfolio risk in a well, maybe few days or few weeks. So you need to you need to have a psychological preparation on this first. Uh, then you need to that that's the very, very first thing you need to do.、Mm-hmm. Then you need to know、uh, the beauty of diversification.、Uh, so so it's like uh, uh, the, due to due to due to the fact that、uh, crypto has a lot of、uh, different kind of really ambitious innovative projects, but at the same time there are lots of un- there are lots of scam or、uh, some of the project that doesn't really deliver anything. So you need to learn、uh, the beauty of that diversification. Build your portfolio. Don't put everything. Don't 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 gamble. Don't bet on anything. Concentrate. I you know I agree with that. I think and that's I think、yeah. part of the challenge we see in the space because I've done a lot of time just you know analyzing stuff as a lot of us have, and、yeah. and I. You get to where okay they're they're having some good trades and they just put everything on something right and it's like oh no、yeah. you see that、yeah. a lot yeah 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 correct、yeah. right. so and and other thing is there there is a many many way to acquire crypto other than just simply buy it right so uh to acquire new crypto in crypto that's a very、really、unique in on stock market just that you have you, the only way that you can acquire stock is just basically buy your stock with your real money with your US dollar. Right, but in crypto, there's a lot of innovative, way, very frontier way to acquire new crypto or newly minted crypto or NFT. For example,、uh, farming, where by providing liquidity to certain protocol, you actually acquire new token、uh, by a different kind of a mechanism, like tra- the trade mining mechanism. So different way for contribution of your capital. Contribution to your community, contribution to 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 your trading volume, you will indirectly acquire 
or accumulate certain portion of crypto rather than just spend your money to buy it to buy it. So uh, I think you I would prefer to uh, to to put a um, majority of your crypto access in a relatively stable token uh, or major token like Bitcoin Ethereum. Then starting to look for promising projects before you make a decision to buy it, you need to do your own research. But at the same time, find a different way to acquire it rather than just sim- simply buy it from exchange or, or, or DAX. You can contribute. You can contribute liquidity to farm it. You can trade. There are different kind of ways. Learn those kind of ways to acquire your token and gradually accumulate it. Uh, not, don't easily add leverage. Right. Yeah. No. That's 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 good advice. I mean, that's that's one of the things in the space. People are always wondering, you know, how can I improve upon what I'm doing? Um, you but you just brought us on about NFTs, and that was another thing I want to ask you. Obviously, yeah. NFT all over the place. What do you personally see as not just the benefit, right? Because I think we see a lot of the applications coming out. But when you look at NFTs a year or two years down the road, kind of a, just a, a broad question. But what would you like to see the NFT space do? Yeah, I think uh, I would like to see uh, NFT will be uh, fundamentally changing some of the operating business model of traditional industry. For example, like um, right now, the the music industry, the distribution Mm -hmm. model of the licensing music for the creator. And also right now, we're talking about game buying, how we make games, how we distribute games, how we interact directly with gamers, with different tokenomics, that we can see some of the very promising potential uh, between uh, the relationship of game developer studio with the gamer because of the existence of NFT, because of the NFT, so that so that all of their in-game token or in-game currency or in-game efforts or in-game character could be more, could be earned, could be sell uh, in other crypto assets. So we are seeing already changing, but I think it needs to be bigger. Uh, it it to be deeply involved in some of the traditional industries. Right right now, we uh we can see a lot of NFT involved in digital arts. I would say digital arts, uh, different kind of digital collectibles. But that is not enough. That's not enough because there that's rather what a niche market. And then if you if you want the NFT market that that's actually sustainable, you need to be deep. You need to be deeply engaged and involved in the traditional industry, like game. That, that's it. But that's interesting that you bring up music because I have a friend of mine that that uh, is yeah. not like crypto too much, and he was, and he's in a band. He's like, well, I don't understand how it. I said, look, I said you're in a band. I said when when, when you release something right, and the download comes, you're able mm. to. Tr- where every set goes, right? It can go whether it's going to publishing or going to band members or whatever. And to me, that yep. is the true benefit, right? Of it, that's such yep. a real application. So music and gaming, yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. I agree with you on that. You know, correct for the creator market, like the music or the artwork or even game studio. We are actually the middleman. Actually, the middleman and all kind of distributor, publisher own. Too much power, I would say. Too much power. They they control uh, the distribution, the revenue, the majority part of the revenue, and the cost that involved. Uh, so the true creator and the fans actually pay a lot, but the, only a tiny portion will be kind of like uh, subsequently owned to creators. So I think NFT and crypto might be potentially uh, remove or kind of like downsize the, the power of the middleman. Oh, those kind of puppies. That might be very important to creators. 
I know, just funny. my friend actually my friend watches this podcast and he's gonna be watching this. this is what I've been trying to say yeah I mean it's like especially right. for being an artist I don't see how you can't love NFTs because that's really going to give you the power and and as we know transparency blockchain provides that transparency so I I wish more people understood that but yeah I'm, I'm with you on that um it was so, it was yeah no it's, it's it's important um so speaking of that so in the news right now uh you look at the situation in China and you look at crypto. Now, I know I've been in the space for four years. I'm sure you've, you've been in longer than I have. Um, I remember 2016, we had, you know, where there was the FUD coming out, um, you know, having had friends that were there that, you know, are able to do it. Um, what are your thoughts about when people are watching this now? Because there are a lot of new people that have, have watched the podcast that are learning about this. And one guy in particular messaged me. He's been in for two weeks. Okay. And he's like, oh my God, they're banning. I said, hold on. I said, this happens again and again and again. What are your thoughts or how could you share? Where are things realistically right now in regard to that? Yeah, realistically, uh, I don't think it doesn't really add lots of information. Uh, so the rule uh, in China is actually been fixed and confirmed since 2017, uh, which, say, which is actually saying that uh, uh, you're... Uh, you can, uh, Bitcoin is kind of like a digital access to them, right? Uh, so you're not allowed it right now. You're not allowed to operate in uh, a platform service, uh, for example, like uh, an exchange, or you cannot be an exchange operators in China. And for example, you're not allowed it, uh, to mine Bitcoin or actually operate, precisely speaking, operate a mining operation uh, in China. Uh, as an institutional level. So uh, they, are not they will not encourage anyone to mine Bitcoin because of the environmental reason as well. Uh, so, so, it doesn't, so the new policy or the China ban crypto Bitcoin doesn't really add a lot of information. It just simply echo uh, their stance for like two or three years ago. And most of the exchange operator that previously based in China, that I think they're already out. They already have operating offshore, operating outside China. They have team, their management are all right now outside China. Okay. I don't think add a lot of information. They just, uh, I think this serves as a risk reminder uh, from the Chinese government that, uh, that a Chinese uh, bank and payment service provider will not support any uh, crypto-related transaction. And in order to trade crypto, you're not protected by the law. Uh, so beware and trade at your own risk. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Just something to watch out for. But, you know, one thing about this industry is it's constantly changing. And it's like, uh, give it a day, right? And wherever we are, could change. Um, no, no question. Yeah. Um, so, so let me too. Another thing. So, so having worked with different projects over the years and advised projects and talked to teams, um, anytime you have now, of course, you're with a major exchange, and mm. you have a project. And, and I feel like before this, I asked. I said, "Is anything off limits?" You said, "No." You said, "Ask me anything." You said, "It's not a problem." Oh, so, no um, problem. Yeah. So, so let me ask. So, when you see a project, whatever one it may be, and they get really active on the Twitter feed for an exchange, like what do projects think about that? Because I say from from a, from a from a, a you know, from a community side, right? They see an exchange, they want to be on, and they start, you know, making all kind of comments, list us, list us, list us. How does the exchange, because I think this was helpful, right, for them to know, how do they look at that when they see very active communities, sometimes ones that are just more active than others? I mean, y'all look at your 
Twitter feed, of course, I'm sure. Um, what is yeah. what exchange do you think about stuff like that? Uh, Twitter feed or community is obviously one of the important matrix, but it's not the only matrix. I think we care a lot about uh, what tokens actually delivering. What is their promise? Uh, what do they want to do? What kind of a service of value that would they want to provide and offer to the crypto community? And most important, you, you cannot be just concept. Uh, we already all also over this stage already you need to have a working prototype uh, at least a product uh, if, for example if you if you if you want to for example are working in defined projects mm -hmm. you need to you need to have a prototype to show us uh, 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 the tokenomics and your product exactly if you're working for game buying, um, you want to listen on OKG, you, you need to explain your concept and uh, working prototype, which is a game, uh, to us as well. Because uh, we want to, we want our user, OKX user, to invest on something that have real thing. <laughs> they have a real team. Uh, because it's really easy, right? You raise, you want to, you, you have a concept, you raise fund. But even you got a new concept, right? you got millions of dollars got raised. It you have you 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 don't need to do anything anymore. Uh, you don't need to spend your time and effort to making real product and real deal and real thing. Uh, so one of the in, very important metric is whether now you have a working prototype and product that already uh, have a really solid roadmap. They're going to be deliver something uh, in the foreseeable futures. So community. And uh, and uh, and it's just one of the matrix. Community is just basically to us and an impl implication that you really respect. Uh, mm -hmm. You're constantly engaging, communicate your your progress, your vision, your dream, your product with the community. That's why the community engagement uh, would be real and engaging. Uh, that's very important matrix because you're you're going to be keeping a very constant dialogue uh, mm -hmm. with. Your 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 early adopter and investor uh, and, and user. That's very important as well because token, uh, it not you're not you as a token holder you're not a shareholder. You're part of the ecosystem. You're part of the user. You want to use that particular product. You want to debug with the developers. You want to provide. You want to order and suggest new features and suggestion sure. to directly. To the developers and product owners, so that is very important. Uh, that to 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 the community. That's what the community means. That's part of the matrix. And yeah. then other thing is would be uh, would be we we'll consider trading volume as well. If you already list on other exchanges, we will look take a look of the liquidity because uh, OKEX uh, normally is uh, exchange with different kind of products. One once we list your spot, we will potentially list derivative as well. But in order to be qualified that your token to have the derivative, you need to have a sufficient liquidity on the spot market. Uh, so that's why we would consider that as well. So we have a different matrix. Obviously, uh, regu regulatory reason is one of the considerations as well. Different kind of matrix. Then we calculate a really scientific scoreline. Then you potentially become a, a candidate to be less on OKX. Well, you remember back in, uh, in, was it 2017, you had all these projects that had a white paper, they had a website, that was it. And so you went back and looked at them. I'm going to say some delivered, but you had so many that didn't. And I think in general, in this space, we get great concepts sometimes, but I say, you know, with any team, 
look at what they do, what they deliver, right? Sometimes it might be delay here or there, but overall, are they getting out what they're supposed to do? And I, I, the interesting thing about our space is that it's all there on Twitter. It's all there. You know, it, it's, you can research and find out what's going on, but you know, I agree with you on that. And I think teams in general, and I always tell them, you know, you need to analyze where we are in the space, but also what you're going to put out there. Are you able to get it out? Right. Are you able to, yeah. to do build? And that's when you're going to see the cryptos that actually come out on top, right. Years down the road and the ones that, you know, we're just a website. So it's, it's, it's interesting, but no, I, I agree with you on that. That's, that's a trip. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Just because there's, that's why crypto is going so big because there's a real product, a real value and real talent that keep constantly contributing to yeah. this space. And that's why crypto valuation that everything is logical and make perfect sense. Well, do you, so speaking of valuation, I, I would ask you this. Do you think at any point Ethereum flips Bitcoin? I mean, even for a day, uh, I, I always wonder, it's interesting because I never really thought that was possible. And you're hearing that a little bit more and more. Um, you know, personally, I don't know. But do you think at any point it, it flips it? And, and I'm not saying forever because Bitcoin has obviously been, you know, the king. But do you think at any point you could see Ethereum flipping Bitcoin even momentarily? Uh, yeah, I would. If the, if the Bitcoin development, is remain constant so mm -hmm. I, I see a lot of project a lot of a uh, very interesting project trying to add different kind of elements on bitcoin for example like smart contract on bitcoin but i think bitcoin will be remain one of the uh, if bitcoin will be sufficiently remain so uh, it's really own unique advantage which is transaction which is serve as a digital goal a storage of value and very importantly we mean is decentralizations I think Bitcoin will be ever very important asset in this space, but Bitcoin might not be the as dominant as before. I'm not sure whether it will be Ethereum or all the other, but I think uh, uh, very soon the non-Bitcoin valuation will be flipping Bitcoin. Okay. So, but so so if you think about investment investor pr perspective, I would uh, I would uh, remain my portion of Bitcoin, mm -hmm. um, uh, but at the same time, I would really actively to construct my portfolio, my crypto portfolio, to and allocate to non Bitcoin uh, as soon as possible. I would say you're a perfect balance of the portfolio right now for crypto as at least maybe maybe half of them are Bitcoin. And mm -hmm. Ethereum, but half of them you need to take a look off the other really promising crypto assets. Sure, that's that sounds like a good strategy. Um, and when you look at the, the mixing and matching them, do you see Bitcoin hitting a million dollars at some point? Because this is thrown out a lot, right? And so whether we say four years, or eight years, do you personally see Bitcoin hitting a million? It's too long, but I can foresee very that it will it will be hitting ten with a hundred k very soon. Uh, no. it's, it's no. really depends on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, a lot of people asking me, well, why, when will we get to 100k no. uh, in the in the reasonably futures? Um, personally, I think it really depends on the monetary supply in US and the plan. So, right now, the plan is already out, the tempering is already out. So, it's good news, it means that we have a lot of time to, to manage the expectation. Uh, so the risk on um, the risk on 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 the, the the money supply uncertainty on Bitcoin has always been gone. So the, you can see the market is getting better. Uh, so I would see maybe in six months' time we can see 100k Bitcoin. I think that that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. 
Um, okay. Oops, a couple of personal questions, and just always like to know um, when you're when you're working in the background, do you have on music? Do you have podcast? Do you have TV? Do you have silence? Like, do you have a preference, or what do you normally have on in the background when you're working? Uh, yeah, I normally work in uh, in the multitask. So normally, I have a podcast on crypto. Mm -hmm. On, on order because we are still learning at, the, at this point of time we are still learning new stuff so we need to keep learning but at the same time working on multiple projects at the same time well we don't have a lot of time to so right now it's still in my office it's still late but uh yeah, but yeah but uh, i think and uh we don't we don't have time to have music <laughs> yeah um and then as far as a favorite food you know if you have your choice or your couple of favorite foods what do you prefer to eat you know grabbing lunch grabbing dinner what do you uh, i yeah, I want spicy food. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> I love anything spicy. And uh, maybe we, we, we need some kick <laughs> in crypto <laughs> while working in crypto. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, look, brother, I appreciate you taking the time. Um, let me ask you, where do people, the best way, if they want to get in touch with you, they want to follow you, um, Twitter, what do you prefer as far as uh, best way to follow you? Yeah, they can directly. I have a I have a pretty good uh, Twitter handling, so they can directly follow me on Twitter and DM me. I will answer the question personally. Uh, okay. They can they can they can suggest any business proposal, listing request, and any any feedback to our products and any question that are really welcome. Okay, Lennox, I appreciate. It. Look, thanks for taking the time. I know you had a long day, and it means a lot that you made the time to come on the podcast. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So happy. I appreciate the time. I appreciate it. Well, look, yeah, this has been the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast, and I want to thank Lennox for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at WoofBigDog. Woof, big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.